Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble, happy host, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my love, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. As always, it is my pleasure. I'm so excited for these guys. We're getting such great emails and Facebook posts. And, you know, it really seems that momentum is on the side of those who take action. So I'm looking forward to recognizing just a few folks when you're ready. Yes. And before we get to those uh, quick shout-outs and congratulations, uh, we want to let all of you know the topic of today's show is seven secrets to crush defeat before it crushes you. And Gina, our producer, another great title. So, Julia, without any further delay, go right ahead. I know you have quite a few people you want to acknowledge. And by the way, uh, Premier Coaching members and all the other members of our coaching uh, organization, make sure you guys are on the private Facebook group. So go right ahead, Julie. All right, first shout-out and congratulations and kudos goes to Andrea Cooper. She has a beautiful, gorgeous new listing she just took, a million five fifty in Chester Springs, Pennsylvania, complete with snow cover, but this is a gorgeous listing. Nice job. And by the way, Andrea is a prospector, so good things come to those who take action. Also, wanted to give a shout-out, uh, let's see, to Ricardo Rangel, Jr., who has his version of the wipe-off boards posted. He's using a kind of a sticky note system, but there's a great picture on our private Facebook page about that, taking action to track what he has going on. I love the visual accountability. It shows you exactly what you have in each category, leads, listings, pendings, buyers, and closed. Nice job getting that done. And uh, member Gregory Tran posts nine new pendings and four new listings in January. Nice job. There's a good start to the year, right? And also says, by the way, I do send a pre-listing package out to each and every appointment before I go on it. My coach makes sure that I do. He's got uh, Coach David Huffman keeping his foot in his uh, butt there, and it seems to be working. So kudos to you for Gregory Tran uh, starting out the year very well. And I also like this post by Coach Rochelle. I think this kind of sums up some of the consternation that some uh, go through. She posts uh, the following saying, stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start being excited about what could go right. You know, I have so many conversations with our coaches and our coaching clients. What if, what if, what if, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And I tried it once and it didn't work for me. Well, why are we focusing on what could maybe should have possibly once gone wrong? versus being excited about what could, does, and should go right. Isn't that a better approach to the year? You can see by your friends and colleagues who are posting all their great successes and sharing them as inspirational stories, you know, it totally works as long as you work. So just wanted to give shout-outs to those clients of ours who are posting and sharing their uh, experiences. Lots of referrals, by the way, too, floating around on the private Facebook page. So I think that's great for you guys as well. It's a good way to get to know each other and share some business across state lines. There you go. Back to you, Tim. Action, guys, overwhelming action will always overcome um, you know, basically thinking and planning and scheming and preparing and, and tweaking. So massive action would be, for example, something like knocking on a door. Massive action would be something like, for example, calling a uh, for rent by owner or calling a make me move from Zillow or it would be calling, for example, an expired listing or a center of influence and past clients. 
you guys have to get real clear about what it is that gets you paid in real estate. Yeah, look, we get it. We are definitely focused on helping people. We're definitely focused on, you know, helping you guys to see the light that all of your desires in life will come from helping not just a couple but thousands of people. When you see somebody who's really successful in anything in their life, Every single time with no exceptions, it's because they figured out to basically uh, how to make a product or a service that draws a lot of people to them. In other words, they have something that other people are willing to pay for. Get it? So if you don't have what you want, it's because you are not providing that something to enough other people that they'd be willing to pay for it. It's really that simple. Now, the best way for you to learn is and I know where it's kind of counterintuitive because Julie and I are, in a, you know, it's a coaching company, right? We want you guys to learn, but we want you to learn while you earn. We want you to actually go out there and absolutely positively do whatever it takes. You don't have to have the scripts mastered, the process mastered, your pre-listing pack done. Get all those things done while you're actually being motivated because you're having these conversations with buyers and sellers. You're making money. Do not wait to get started. That is absolutely positively a fatal flaw um, of anybody really in life, but mostly when you're self-employed like all of you guys are, and you know you might have a coach, but still, there's nobody really forcing you to do anything that you don't want to do. If you had a job, there would be somebody forcing you to do what you didn't want to do, and you didn't want to do it. That's the very definition of a job, right? But now that you're self-employed, your boss is, let's be honest, kind of a wimp, isn't he? Or he or she, <laughs> right? They're letting you sleep in. They're giving you, you know, lots of excuses. They're, they're creating fake work for you. You know, go and like some Facebook pages. Go and think about doing these other things. Go and scheme uh, new ways to you know, new easy buttons or new shiny objects to try to hopefully create leads for you. Go buy leads. These are all the little little slimy things that we allow ourselves to do that moves us away from being of service to others and obviously making money. So please, guys, absolutely positively take action. What Julie said is so critically important. Take action. Now, now I want to share something else. I heard somebody – actually, I received an email from one of you guys – and the email was something about the you know idea that you have to fail before you can actually succeed. And I thought about that for like, you know, I thought about that on and off probably for the last 20 years, that concept, because I've always thought it was stupid. Because how does that even remotely make sense? Why do you have to fail before you can succeed? Why is failing in a lot of people's minds a prerequisite to success? It's just not true. You are, if you have an abundance of opportunities, abundance of sources of education, abundance of people you can be, you know, you can learn from, you know, coaching like what we provide, great biographies, just all around you is nothing but folks that le have left breadcrumbs of success. Why would you have to fail first? So when you come across that sort of, I don't know what you want to call it, do good or wisdom that you have to fail before you can succeed or, you know, so-and-so you have to, whatever. Don't believe it's true. You can have ever-increasing levels of success in your life. You don't have to have ups and downs. You don't have to have, you know, big failures followed by big successes. You can continue on your upward path. You can. Why not just choose that? And the best way for you guys to do it is to definitely stay tuned in to uh, learning so you don't have to learn yourself through mistakes. Learning through mistakes when you're in the real estate business is a mistake. Be very clear about that. There are very, very defined, proven paths forward for all of you. Just follow the path that other people have already forged for you. Don't try to create yourself. 
Don't try to think that you can somehow shortcut it. Don't believe that buying leads or don't believe all these faddish things that people talk about. The real success comes from the real work, and you cannot avoid it. The longer you avoid it, the longer you're avoiding the actual completion of your dreams and your goals and the life that you know all of you are meant to have. So just keep these things in mind. These are more philosophical thoughts to start the day. But it is kind of something I think should resonate with at least half of you. You know, we have literally 160,000 of you guys that are listening on a regular basis. From what I'm told, this is the most listened to podcast for uh, primarily real estate agents in the world. I mean, we have listeners from all over the world now. And I'm just, I'm, I'm asking you, I'm begging all of you guys to not wait, to take action. Everything that you want comes on the other side of that. But the actions you take, take the actions that are going to get you to where you want to go the fastest. Don't make it so damn hard on yourself anymore. Follow the proven path, guys. It really does work. Anybody who's been successful at anything in life knows that what I'm saying is true. Don't try to recreate the wheel. It was actually Matthew McConaughey that said this in True Detective. You guys remember that on HBO? He said, life is barely long enough to get good at one thing. Be careful the one thing you choose. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So, Julie, let's roll into what we're talking about, unless you have any other shout-outs or anybody else oh, you'd you like got to it. give recognition to. Well, I always have lots okay. of them, but I'll, I'll sprinkle them throughout the week, so that's all good. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're talking about what to actually do when you feel defeated, disparaged, discouraged. Not that that ever happens in real estate, but if and when it happens to you, step number one, remove your ego. Ego stands for edging God out. That's an easy thing to remember. Stop making everything all about you all of the time. This is so symptomatic in the real estate business. Now, it is a fact that everyone thinks of themselves first. That's human nature. I think it stems from having to protect ourselves from being eaten by something eons ago. That's normal. You're not going to change that. But become someone who then thinks of everyone else in a situation and makes good decisions based not just on themselves. I tease coaching clients that that's called self-agency. You know, we have all this elaborate agency disclosure. Who do we represent? Well, a lot of agents just represent themselves and make some goofy decisions sometimes. So focusing too much on yourself can create many negative effects. You don't move forward. You can stagnate, overanalyze, overcorrect, or simply just become despondent altogether none of which, by the way, are all that profitable to either you or your clients. So what are you supposed to do about this? Well, I gave you guys a, just a, a succinct strategy here to turn the ship around. Be fascinated by everyone else. Make it a habit. Use the Ford, F-O-R-D, memory jogger. And we're going to do a whole show just dedicated to how to use F-O-R-D. What does that stand for? It means to ask people about family, that's the F, occupation, that's the O, Recreation, that's the R, and dreams, that's the D in the Ford memory jogger. So when in doubt, be fascinated by people. Ask lots of questions about family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. And again, I don't want to hover on that too long because I'm dedicating a whole show to that per the request of our listeners. So we'll do that, I think, later this week. Now, here's the secret. Everything is easier in life when you maintain a mindset of service. Make sure you're all about giving before you expect to get. Remember, it's not all about you. That's about as succinct as I can make an ego point without making a whole show over it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, so with, and I agree, we're not going to make a whole show about this, but it's really critically important that if you guys look, we're not expecting, um, you know, all of you just instantly have this ego concept resonate with you, uh, but just at least plant some seeds. So, great book. We talked about this on the radio show before. Is Ego Is the Enemy by Ryan Halliday? Get that book. Um, that's the most practical book 
on understanding the detrimental effects on ego that I've ever read. Most of the other books out there on ego are way too, I don't know what you want to call it, metaphysical, spiritual. It's just way out there. But Brian did a great job. Complicated, right? It's you know, and maybe in some ways it, it just not really uh, appropriate. But Ryan took the concepts of ego and he's put them in such a format that it's practical. You can say, I can see how that relates immediately. So great book to read. Um, and here's another little hack for you. Another little hack for you guys when you're on the path to trying to understand the detrimental effects of ego. By the way, your ego is what's causing you to get, get ready to get started. Your ego is the thing that's telling you I need to have things per, uh, perfect. Your ego is the thing that's preventing you from picking up the phone. Your ego is the thing that's preventing you from having a mindset of service. Your ego is the thing that's keeping you broke. Okay? Now, if that doesn't motivate you to want to pursue uh, a deeper understanding of how it's hurting you, then I don't know what will. But here's a little test for all of you. For the rest of today, notice how often you use the word or the letter, well, both, right? I. How often do you use that pronoun? How often do you say I? Julie said ask questions. Well, look to see how often you're using the personal pronoun I because that will tell you how often you're actually talking about yourself. If you find yourself talking about yourself and using that I word a lot, what you're really doing is that's your ego flaring up and you're not asking questions. And in that moment, assuming that you're trying to you know, communicate with a f- person to help solve a problem, i.e. selling, you will lose your effectiveness. Nobody wants to hear about you. The only per- when you're talking with someone, they want you to ask questions and show genuine interest in them. If you have to fake the genuine interest because you've got such a bad habit of talking about yourself, fake it. And that's what Ford is all about. And then what will eventually happen is you'll realize how actually magical it is to learn how to ask questions and how much less stress it is not having to talk about yourself anymore. And then things are going to start to click for you at a higher level. So I think we've given you a lot on that first point. Run with it if you're ready to. And I've exposed a lot of folks to this ego stuff and how it hurts you. I've, uh, Julie and I have talked about this for 20 years, and I know for a fact that it does not appeal to everyone because, as the old Chinese proverb says, when there's a lesson to be learned, teach will arise. Maybe now, maybe in the future, just please remember what we said so then we've cleared a path for you to follow so you, too, can maybe get to the point where your ego is not such, having such a negative impact on your life. Julie, next point. All right, so point number two. Wherever you are, be there. Be present. Remember, we're talking about when you feel discouraged or disparaged, what to do about it. So my example is this. This morning, my mind was ruminating about another time and place other than what I am supposed to be doing. And, you know, it's, it's almost like I wake up. I was thinking about our, our uh, wayward uh, newest adopted fish in the fish pond, right? Did he make it through the night or did the other fish eat him? You know, I thought, well, that's certainly an interesting way to wake up. Maybe I ought to go check on him. Then I thought, you know what? I have a beautiful fish pond. I certainly hope that he made it, but I'm also going to appreciate all the other surroundings, and it's a beautiful day, and the sun is shining. So I've got to catch myself sometimes and focus back to present. So how do you do that? Go ahead. We have have to let our (laughs) listeners in on the rest of the story. All right, so we have this fish pond, and we have these six asshole fish. I mean, that's just really the bottom line. And, and these are well, maybe we're these are feeder now, fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So these are feeder fish that we bought years ago. We have this nice little pond, this proper, you know, beautiful pond that it's one of Julie's hobbies. And so every time, and these these are feeder fish, but they're like they look like koi because they've gotten really big. They got to be and so huge. So we put other. Yeah. So we've got, uh, and they're like all bullies. I mean, they run around like they're just jerks. 
And so we bought these two little gorgeous, you know, they were even that little. They're like medium size, not cheap uh, goldfish. And because we, you know, now this pond's big enough that we can have a lot more fish in there. So he said, what the heck? So Julie went to the fish store and the gal chose these two fish that she really loved. And she made Julie promise not to, to take care of them. And I think, I don't know if she's, anyway, so we brought these little fish home. They seemed to be getting along. Everyone was happy in Fishville. The next morning we woke up, those two little new fish, gone, not a, (laughs) no sign they were ever there, and the, the the six a-hole fish were off in the corner with little smirks on their face. So uh-huh. that's I'm pretty Julie sure they didn't run about. away either. Yeah, and so, of yeah. course, for the next day, Julie was a little yeah. uh, worked up about the fact that these jerk fish were well, uh, you know, consuming the new yeah. fish. <laughs> anyway, so you that's try the inside story. You try and get them some friends, and this is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We tried to make their little circle, their little fish center of influence bigger, and they eat them. Real nice guys. Real, real well, nice. So what I was like referring real... to was that our <laughs> pond guys, I told them that story, and they, bought, they brought by a little fish surprise, a nice big goldfish with a beautiful tail to try and, you know, kind of make up for my, my fish remorse. And uh, so far, he's uh, doing all right. So anyway, <laughs> that's anyway. my uh, foray into thinking about things other than being present. Anyway, back to our point is wherever you are, be there, be appreciative. What to do? Okay, so monitor yourself as I had to do with Fishmageddon and monitor yourself with how many times you're thinking about past or future or other things. How often are you thinking about something could be better or different? When you do this, you're rejecting the present, deeming it not good enough for you. Joel Osteen says, this is a great short saying to memorize, bloom where you're planted. Okay, so here's the secret. You can't control your first thought of being somewhere else. You can control your thoughts that happen once you realize that you're not present. Stop and, quote, smell the roses or bloom where you're planted when you're feeling anxious. List three things you're grateful for as soon as you realize that you're not being present. This doesn't take that long, but it, the, I think rather than time, it's more the effort of catching yourself in the first place that's really critical here. And again, we're talking about today and tomorrow what to do when you're having those feelings. So remember, take action, and in this case, the challenge is recognizing that this has happened in the first place and then getting yourself back into gratitude. Does that make sense, Tom? It does. And, you know, Julie, it's interesting. There, we've done radio shows on this very topic before. Um, and mm-hmm. I'll summarize, guys. There's been lots and lots of research that's done on uh, essentially what causes us stress in life. And what causes us stress, and this is very, very fascinating, is, is thinking too much about the future or the past and not being present. And the whole being present thing is uh, pretty profound. If you've ever, you know, I'll give you guys something you can all relate to. When you go on vacation, if you've ever been on vacation someplace where it's, people don't speak English, it's, you know, you're around a foreign culture, around foreign people, you know, you're just completely and totally surrounded by things that are not familiar, your senses are all tuned in to trying to familiarize, to find, you know, things that will, you know, maybe you need to go get something to eat or you go to the bathroom. So you start picking up on all these little, you're present. You're totally and completely present. If you've ever, that's the reason that people really like going on vacations is because when they're there, they're present and they're present because nothing is familiar. So that's kind of an interesting concept for a lot of you. If you can relate to how you felt when you were in that environment if you can manifest that same type of presence uh, consciousness in your everyday life, you become much more effective. 
the stress, I'll say this again, the stress that we experience comes from too much focusing on the past and too much focusing on the future. So that's the very definition that in your head, your thoughts are not present. But you guys hopefully can understand that when you're present, life is so much purer, so much, you, you just feel so much more vibrant and alive. Another study, more formal study was done. And again, this, these studies have been out forever. But if you've not been exposed to this stuff, it's pretty, pretty awesome. That it's something like, it's like 98% of all the thoughts that we have today are the same ones that we had the day before, the day before, the day before, the day before. And the interesting thing about those thoughts is they almost always happen at the exact same uh, time of day. So I'm going to say that again. You woke up this morning. And you thought you had almost literally the exact same thought. Like my first thought when I wake up in the morning is, I want coffee. And that thought happens pretty much at the exact same time of day every single day. You guys can relate, hopefully. And then we, and those, the repetitiveness of it, the, you know, that type of having a habit, is not a bad thing, provided those habits are leading to the goals that you want in life and you're being of service to other people. So I'm not criticizing that. All I'm saying is when you what happens is that there are bad habits and bad thoughts that have crept into your life that show up every single day on a subconscious level that you're not even that you don't realize the profound effect of them. Now if you want to expand upon this, here's where it gets really kind of amazing. How many of those thoughts that you have that you're experiencing at the same time every single day that you've maybe have been experiencing for uh, at this point maybe decades in your life, how many of those thoughts are actually beneficial to you at this point or not beneficial? And this is the reason that we're big advocates of having a media-free life. The negative thoughts that you have, are you reinforcing those negative thoughts by paying attention and reading negative stories in the media or hanging out with negative people and experiencing negative things in your life to reinforce those negative thoughts? So if you guys are stuck in a rut and you're not knowing how to get out of it, the first thing you've got to do is realize that maybe what's happening is because you're in this you know, repetitive thinking type thing that all of us are to a certain extent, is that those thoughts and the repetitive thoughts that you're having may not be serving you. Um, I've had this conversation uh, just thousands of times with coaching clients when I see that they're not able to like form new habits and they're not able to actually stick to a schedule and they have ups and downs in their incomes and all that. And one of the interesting things is, is when you start deep diving and they keep like a thought journal, which is not easy to do because a lot of the stuff that happens is subconscious. So if it's not a thought journal, it's a what you did journal. So you can see the actions that you did throughout the day. And then maybe you can ascertain that from those actions were maybe not a positive or a negative thought. Like if you find yourself on you know some news channel and you're surfing for negative crap, it's like well, oh, why are you doing that? Well, what was the thought that led to that? And what we'll do is then on these coaching calls is you'll quickly self-discover, which is you know, the whole point of coaching is helping you guys learn to be your own coaches, is, is you'll discover that some of the thoughts that you have, most of the thoughts that you have, you did not voluntarily place in your head. They were placed in your head by somebody else. In other words, a long time ago, maybe when you were children, you were told to think and act a certain way. And you have just gone through life, and maybe the thinking and the acting of the certain way, like with our daughter Zoe, it's don't run away from mama and dad when we're you know in public, you know stay away from you know red ant hills and those types of things. Those types of things will serve us the rest of her life. But what oftentimes happens when we're young people is we'll have thoughts put in our head that are causing us to have limiting beliefs about ourselves. We're not good enough, tall enough, smart enough, pretty enough, whatever. You know, you're not a good salesperson because you're this personality type, or you're not this, or you're the other thing. And then those thoughts stay in our lives, and we've never given ourselves the opportunity to say, okay, these are the thoughts I'm having. 
These are the behaviors that are coming as a result of those thoughts. And do I actually want to continue on this path, or do I just want to say, I want to scrub my closet clean, and I want to start all over again, and I don't want to have that thought in my life anymore. And then what happens, this is the magic of this, is when you've actually given yourself permission to get rid of this old, outdated, not working for you type thinking, you make room for new types of thoughts. Because if you're doing the same thing, thinking the same thoughts throughout the day, and you're wondering why you're getting the same result every single freaking day of your life, year of your life, and you're not moving the ball down in the field in your own, per- uh, in your own life, you will not have room for new thoughts. You will not have room for new opportunities. You will not have room for new ways of living and new ways of, of, of you know, moving your, your own your life forward and the lives of your, of your loved ones. Does that make sense, Julie? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to move some stuff around sometimes. We, we kind of say that a lot on coaching, you know, coaching calls. You've got to move some stuff around in your head from time to time to make more room for newer, better, upgraded things. So we're going to do one more point, I think, and then we'll continue tomorrow, is point number three when you're feeling this way, reflect, recover, and recalibrate. Now, a lot of us are really good at the reflecting part, going over and over and over something negative that happened. we got to get better at the recover and recalibrate part. So when something or someone throws you off, reflect on what caused it, recover from the blow, and recalibrate with a plan to move forward. So what to do? Okay, so take some time. Review what's caused your feelings of defeat and discouragement. What caused it? Identify it. What would you have done differently? And lots of coaching calls, we do this with you guys when you get stuck. Was it in your control? What will you change going forward? Now, sometimes things that happen in real estate were your fault. It was a mistake. You learned from it. Our old broker used to say, how much did that mistake cost you? And you learned and you moved forward. Some things were not in your control, had nothing to do with you, and you should stop thinking about immediately. You've got to decide which it is. If you've got to change something going forward, well, that's maybe why the real estate gods put that you know, stone in your path so that you'd trip on it and go, you know what, I'm going to change that so I can move forward. But recover quickly. Most discouragement and feelings of defeat can't be sustained long-term anyway. It's just exhausting. So give yourself an hour or a day to recover, not a week, a month, a quarter, or a year, and make plans to take action quickly. Then recalibrate. Remember the story of Abe Lincoln. We did a show on that. He had countless setbacks but never gave up and eventually was our president. And if you haven't read Abe Lincoln's story, maybe I'll dig that out and do it again on the radio, um, you know, it was like defeat after defeat and discouragement, and yet he's one of our most memorable presidents. So recalibrate. He didn't give up. And I think tomorrow uh, we will continue on these thoughts. My last thought for them today is, what are you going to do about these three points that we went over today, right? So we talked about what to do. It's all about action. So point number one was all about ego and how to remove it. Reminder about the Ford memory jogger, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. We talked about being present and getting into gratitude when you're all woe is me in some place else. And then reflect, recover, and recalibrate. So hopefully these are tactical, applicable, and practical points. You guys can then go forward and, you know, feel a little bit better when you run into things. I can't remove all of the drama and issues that happen in life and real estate, but we can help you do something about it, if that makes sense. Back to you, Tim. It does. It does. So listen, guys, a lot of you are ready to take the next step and become one of our coaching clients, or at least you want to explore it. Or at the very, very least, you want to grab some of our books and we'll give them to you for free. The easiest way for you to do it, the quickest way for you to do it, all three things, by the way, is just to request a coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. If you're on our website, 
timandjulieharris.com. Um, there's hundreds, if not over a thousand, past radio shows. And underneath every uh, radio show replay, there's a but, or I'm sorry, a little form you can fill out that will also result in you receiving those six books. And you're also then going to be given a coaching call with one of our new member coaches and learn about Premier Coaching. So, guys, do not wait on that. Do not procrastinate. Do not study. Do not research. Do not think about just take action. Right? Isn't that the theme? Yeah. That should be the theme of all of your next like two, three years. You're going to be in massive action. You're not going to stop until you accomplish your goal. You're going to assume that every single day is going to be harder than you think. You're going to accept the fact that it's going to take longer than you think. Life is not about home runs, guys. It's about base hits. Just being in the dugout, that's an actual accomplishment, believe it or not. But now your job is to actually just get on base. That's it. And if you can get on base a little bit every single day, overall, over time, with enough patience and focus, you're going to have massive victories. Don't stop until you've accomplished whatever it is that you've set out for yourself. And it shouldn't be one thing. It will be many things. If there's ever anything we can do for you guys, email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. We love your emails. We always respond uh, personally. Anything we can ever do to be of service to you, do not hesitate to reach out, guys. This is what we do. Um, this is what we'll continue to do. Uh, and if there's ever anything we can do for you, like I said, email, let us know. Thanks. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.